All right, I'm excited for today's episode. Today we're talking about going from shoulder pain to muscle ups. So this is for the person who has shoulder pain that keeps them from doing basic pushing, pulling, lifting overhead, muscle ups, anything like that. And it's super common, especially among CrossFitters. So we're going to start with identifying the common problems and then how to rectify each of those. So most common problems that I see are rotator cuff strength. That is definitely the most common limited shoulder rotation, and then limited shoulder flexion. Usually people have all three of these, and there are different ways that we compensate as far as movement when we have limited shoulder rotation and then limited shoulder flexion, and that leads to issues downstream of the shoulder at the elbow or sometimes upstream of the shoulder in the thorax, ribcage area, upper back. And so to start, rotator cuff strength being the most common, I, I'm literally going to make this as simple as possible and do a three-step progression to address each of those. So starting with rotator cuff strength. So with rotator cuff strength, you're going to start with banded side pulls with rotation. So you're going to strap a band around a rack or rig, and then you're going to wrap your hand inside of it and step out away from the rig so that it is pulling your shoulder away from the glenohumeral joint, and then you're going to do rotations, and you're just going to do that. And it's micro tension; it's really low tension. And then from there, you're going to go do crossover symmetry, which is it is hard to you know do it too frequently. You can do it every day. You can do it three times a day because the muscles of the rotator cuff are so small, and they don't produce very much fatigue. So you can do it with really high frequency without it affecting your other training. And it's really low hanging fruit for CrossFitters to just do more rotator cuff strengthening because the fatigue is so low. From there, you move into a seated dumbbell external rotation. So you're actually loading it with a dumbbell instead of a band. And the reason it is you do that last is because there's more load, typically, even if you're just doing a five pound dumbbell and you're loading it in a position of a lot of internal rotation based upon how gravity works on the dumbbell as opposed to a band, which is a little bit different. So the range of motion is at its highest and the tension is as, at its highest. So that's why we put those last. And those are something that I like to see in every single CrossFitters program, regardless of where they are. Maybe if they're preparing for a competition, they're you know three to nine weeks out, then you would not have that in there. But most of this time, uh, especially in the off season, you're going to have some rotator cuff strengthening going on in the program. So that's rotator cuff strength. Banded side pulls with rotation, then crossover symmetry, then seated dumbbell external rotation. Okay, next is limited shoulder rotation. This starts with just a passive stretch. So a, a lot of times the front rack is plenty of external rotation for CrossFitters. So CrossFitters who have plenty of front rack mobility have plenty of shoulder external rotation. It's typically the internal rotation that is the problem. And that to get into that position, you just put your hand in the small of your back and then you'll feel that uh, shoulder internal rotation stretch. And yeah, you start by just doing that. And then you move from there into PNF stretching. And PNF stretching just means you're doing an isometric contraction for five to 15 seconds and then you're relaxing and then you're doing another contraction and then you're relaxing. And then you're going to do loaded rotation. So this would be your, your crossover symmetry, your seated dumbbell external rotation, et cetera. So it's kind of built into your accessories. Next would be limited flexion. So this is putting your arm above your head. And a lot of times you'll see the lower back extend or the upper back contract really hard. 
to compensate for a lack of shoulder flexion that is super common. It's that scorpion position when you're handstand walking. And so uh, if you want to be really good at CrossFit, you got to be really, really good at keeping your arms above your head. So uh, the first way to deal with this is the same as the others, and it's a passive stretch. And you're just going to hang from the bar. And that's it. You just, just hang from a bar. And it also doubles as grip training, which is a nice bonus. Then from there, you're going to do a standing shoulder flexion pale rail. And that just means that you are standing next to a rack with your arm above your head and you are pushing into the rack and then pulling your arm back behind you above your head as far as it'll go and then pushing into the rack again. And then you do that same exact thing, but you're laying down on the ground. So you actually have the weight of your arm and your hand that you're lifting against. And from there, you'd progress that to a light dumbbell or a dowel that you can use uh, to add load to that. So that's how you address those three issues. If you have a rotator cuff strength deficit, which it's impossible to have too much rotator cuff strength, you can say that about anything. It's strength is never a weakness, yada, yada. But it, you know, if we're talking about deadlift strength, it's like, well, there's a huge fatigue cost to deadlifting. So we're not necessarily going to you know, address that weakness necessarily. Versus rotator cuff strength, there's like virtually no fatigue. It's very, very low fatigue to, keep, to train it. So you can train it with a really high frequency without it affecting your other training. So it really actually is true in this case that you can't have too much rotator cuff strength. So just do that stuff all the time. Okay, once you've dealt with all three of those, rotator cuff strength, limited rotation, limited flexion, then it's time to move into pushing and pulling. So if you listened to the podcast about progressing from knee pain to PR in your squat, this is very, very similar. And you progress in ROM first and then tension. ROM just being range of motion. And so in your pushing, when if you can't tolerate any range of motion and you can't tolerate any tension, this is literally just going to be a standing pec isometric contraction. You can stand next to the rack and put your pec in the most shortened position. And then you're just going to push into the rack a little bit. And you're going to combine that with really light, gentle stretching to see if you can get yourself to tolerate more and more range of motion. Once you have some range of motion, then you're going to do a really light floor press. And I'm talking, you can literally do these with the weight of your hand. You can even put a yoga block underneath your elbow so that you're not even going elbow all the way to, all the, way to the floor, but you're just going to the yoga block and back up. So that would be some ROM micro tension. Then once you're at full ROM and mini tension, that would be a floor press all the way to the ground or a standing arm fly or a standing bench press movement. So you're literally standing up and you're using the weight of your arms to pull yourself back into a fly position or into a bench press position. And then you're pushing out from that. So very, very low tension, but now you're at full range of motion. So once you tolerate that really well, then you can start adding tension to that. And that would be lying down on a bench and doing the same thing. So you're doing supine, laying on a bench, arm flies, and bench press with literally just the weight of your arms getting to tolerate that range of motion with a little bit more tension. By that point, then you can start loading things. With, so you're at a really exciting point in your transition from rehab to training. You're at full range of motion, moderate tension, and this would be an assisted dip, assisted push-up, empty barbell bench. And then it's not long until you're at full ROM and high tension where you're doing dips, bench press, weighted push-up, muscle up, all that good stuff. Okay, now we're going to go through the same thing with pulling. So what does it look like for pulling? If you can't tolerate any range of motion, no ROM, no tension, 
you're literally doing lat isometrics and light static stretching. So a lat isometric might be you're literally putting your arm out to your side and you're pushing your shoulder down into adduction. So you could stand next to a dumbbell rack or something like that and push down as if you're pulling your arm down to your side, like in a normal standing position. We call that shoulder adduction, and that would be like an example of a lat isometric. And then you're doing light, really light static stretching, trying to tolerate more range of motion, more abduction of the shoulder, which is lifting that arm overhead. Okay, then you would have some range of motion and microtension. So this would be a scap-only row or pull-down. So this would be like an elbow in row where you're bent over and you're holding the dumbbell really light, but you're only moving your scapula. You're not pulling it all the way back. You're not pulling your elbow up. You're just moving your scapula. Same thing with a lat pull-down machine, just scaps only and really low tension. So you're at micro tension there. Then once that feels comfortable, you could progress to full ROM and really mini tension. So this would be a full range row or pull down with really light loads. And from there, you just keep progressing the load from low moderate to eventually high tension to where you're doing full-on pull-ups, pull-downs, rows, and muscle-ups. Okay, common mistakes that I see when people are navigating shoulder pain. First one is avoidance, and this is just avoiding using the shoulder altogether. My shoulder hurts, I'm not gonna use it. And the thing that I see most often when you assume that it will completely heal with rest is you go from complete rest back to full range of motion and high tension, and the pain is still there. It was there all along. And so that's what I see most often. And that's why I'm trying to increase the amount of knowledge there is of these strategies with lower tension, lower range of motion, because a lot of people, you know, if they can't do what they normally do in the gym, they can't train really hard and do, you know, heavy bench press and muscle ups. They're like, oh, I'm hurt. I can't do anything. It's like, no, you, you still have a lot that you can do. And you actually need to do those things to increase your preparedness for when you want to get back to doing the cool stuff. Okay, next is not enough frequency. So this is, you know, say the person who's working on their rotator cuff strength or working on their shoulder rotation or working on their shoulder flexion or working on their, they can barely tolerate any pushing and pulling. And they're maybe doing some things, but they're only doing it a couple times a week. And when you're in those really, really early stages of preparedness, or if your range of motion is really, really limited or your rotator cuff is really, really weak, then you need to be doing that stuff every day. And that is a really common thing that I said, they're like, well, I'm doing things. And it's like, well, how often are you doing it? Ah, well, you know, twice a week, kind of when I get to it, it's like, well, that's why your shoulder still hurts. You just need to challenge it more with really, really low tension. So higher, higher frequency, lower and lower tension. Okay, next is stopping movement prep or accessories altogether once the shoulder feels good. and what you wanna do instead is keep one step down from wherever you are in the progression in your program at all times. So if you are doing muscle ups and snatching and et cetera, unless you're really, really close to a competition, then you want to be doing strict pull-ups, so pull down or a dumbbell row, something like that in your program to keep your preparedness high for the muscle ups. Same thing, if you're doing muscle ups and you're doing really heavy bench press, then you wanna make sure that you have your accessories in place, your dips, your dumbbell bench press, your weighted push-ups, things like that in higher rep ranges 
so that your preparedness stays high for the really, really intense demanding stuff, which is your you know, heavy bench press and muscle ups and snatches, things like that. And definitely, definitely, definitely keep in your rotator cuff strengthening, your shoulder rotation exercises, and your shoulder flexion work if those are an issue for you. Okay, common objections. So one is hypermobility. This is more common among females, and I have worked with females who have hypermobility, especially in the shoulders. It is not super common, but like, you know, like I said, more common with females. And in that case, you're likely not going to have to do a ton of, you know, rotational stretching or flexion stretching. Instead, you're just going to focus on the strengthening. So you can still do your rotator cuff strengthening and you can really challenge yourself as far as resistance is concerned, but you're just not going to do all of that, you know, stretching pieces if you already have all the rotation and flexion that you need. But my labrum, so uh, I have seen this a lot where uh, shoulder labrum gets damaged. So the shoulder labrum is a little piece of t tissue in the glenohumeral joint. So where the humerus inserts into the glenoid and it is just like a little piece of tissue there and it sort of pads the, the glenoid from the humerus just like rubbing directly up against it bone to bone. And a lot of individuals experience tears in that tissue and I have a, I have a friend who I, I'm not going to name for privacy reasons, but he has had five labral repairs and he is considering a sixth. And honestly, uh, the, the answer really often just seems to be strengthening your rotator cuff. So if you suspect you have a labral tear, a lot of times you can do, you maintain a lot of your function without a completely intact labral tissue. And you just need to make your rotator cuff stronger. Okay. Third thing I see quite a bit is everything is fine, but bench press. And this could be barbell bench press or dumbbell bench press. And what I have athletes do if they're experiencing pain with bench press is often I just flip them over. So if they're, you know, having pain with bench press where the shoulder blades are pinned against the bench and don't have freedom to move, then that demands more range of motion of the shoulder because the scapulae don't have freedom to move because they're pinned against the bench. So if everything is fine, but bench press, then a couple things you can do, you can flip over and do push-up variations, loaded push-up variations, dips, things like that. And that allows your scaps to move more frequent, more freely because they're not pinned against the bench. Or you can set the scaps more before lying down. So uh, they're in a different position that doesn't require as much shoulder mobility before you lie down on the bench. Okay, guys. So to review, most common things I see with the shoulder are rotator cuff strength, deficit, meaning not enough, not enough rotator cuff strength. Two would be limited rotation, usually internal rotation. And then three would be limited shoulder flexion. So lifting your arm straight up over your head, like you're doing a front raise. Usually uh, CrossFit athletes I've worked with have some combination of all three of these. And yeah, we went over progressions for rotator cuff strength, limited rotation, limited flexion. And then once you've dealt with all three of those, you can start pushing and pulling and you'll do some of that concurrently, but until you're going from, you know, no range of motion and no tension all the way to full range of motion and high tension. So guys, I hope this helps you if you have shoulder pain and yeah, reach out to me at Paul B. Weber if you have any questions.